and welcome to Need for Speech. As an independent trader and investor, I am always curious to learn about various businesses and how they function. However, one sector which I have still not been able to fully wrap my head around is real estate. Why are houses so expensive? Are builders always the bad guys? What is RERA? Joining me today all the way from Bombay to answer all of this and help me learn more about it is my friend Jayesh, known as Juhu's Dan Bilzerian. A quick shout out to him for also designing the album art for this podcast. Folks, we are recording this one after a long work day for both of us and fair warning, this might just turn into a bit of a rant. So, hello Jayesh and uh, welcome to the show. Hi Tane, thanks for having me. Um, I've been in the real estate business for about 7 years. We have a family sort of construction business going on for which is about like more than 25 years at this point. Yeah. And uh, currently we're working in Ahmedabad on two projects and um, yeah so i wanted to talk to you about the market conditions of uh, the current scenario of real estate and it's really screwed up uh, to like make it simplify to like simplify it it's really screwed up because uh, there's absolutely no demand yeah. and the prices are not increasing and there are new rules and regulations coming in from the government every day which is making it worse for us to uh, try and develop new projects or construct new buildings and it's getting to the point where it's been like this for the i I would say last four or five years now. Yeah. And there's a little debate if it's been five years or more than that or less than that. But let's just, it's, it's been about five years since that's how the market's been. And uh, we are facing a huge slack with that. And there's absolutely no uh, hope right now, as of now. So would you say like, so as far as I remember coming from a stock market background, so around like early 2014 was when the previous like bull rally really picked up and really started and i think that was around the time this real estate fell off the radar and like things were going to shit because my mm-hmm. guess is a lot of money which earlier used to go into real estate and uh, just land and everything was now coming into stock markets uh, especially the retail investors just started siping and uh, even fii inflows yeah. were quite a lot during that period of time so money was just like reallocated and i think that kind of made things worse because it was already going through a cycle then we had the elections mm-hmm. uh, in in india in 2014 so uh, mm-hmm. i think that is where uh, the whole uh, like perception changed from you know real estate being this whole like holy grail of you know making money from like say the early 2000s up, up until like 2010s and uh, yeah yeah so that, that, that that's that's what i'm saying yeah, so 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 you're right about that. It's it's got like a lot of moving parts to it. Um, one of the parts is that the there is this political thing, which is the whole thing, right? Like yeah. as you said, there were elections held that year. There there are two major Indian parties. Uh, one of them, who's currently in power, is not a big uh, proponent of real estate. They've always been more of uh, more fluid, easy flowing money market. So it's always when the BJP comes into power, the the markets kind of switch to the uh, to stock market from real estate and when yeah. the congress comes in it's always more real estate based and i don't know why that is i don't think anybody clearly knows i mean there, there'll be a lot of corruption and all of that going in there but i don't think that's something we can talk about because we don't know it uh, i think the other thing is there are a lot of young people who are making money yeah but uh, they want their money in their hand you know they don't want to be invested in crores necessarily because that's how much a flat anywhere yeah. costs now it costs at least a crore. Yeah. So maybe they a they don't have that kind of capital to invest, or b they don't want to take a home loan, which is another story. And c or they just want their money to be in their bank account, you know. So SIPs and stuff like that, you can always just get the money really quickly out, and you can just do other things with it when you want to. So I I think that's that's one of the main reasons is the the influx of young people in the job market or making money in general in India has kind of changed the perception towards real estate investing at least. So there, there's no more real estate investment as such um, happening on a big scale. So it's it's more of an end user market instead of an investment market. And real estate doesn't really work like that. You can't just have any market, any industry can't just work with end users purchasing the product. You need people who invest in assets. Uh, otherwise, it's 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 what it is right now. It's it's hell. Right, like it's really terrible because there are not a lot of people who even want it for end user. Like they're not end users because most of them again just want to rent yeah. and they don't want to buy. Yeah, so this so is also another thing that I wanted to like kind of bring up, which is wherein as population, as like 
uh, as the number of people under 35 as the number of youth are increasing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially in india the whole uh, you know roti kapra makan thing people are i don't think people especially in urban areas okay this is limited to urban areas i have no idea about rural areas especially i mean what do you define as a rural area though sorry but like what do you what do you define as a rural area do you do you do two tiers a village or do you are you talking about like just really small villages this is really small okay. non urban like villages which Got, have not gotcha. really changed for the last 30 odd years i'm guessing right okay so for uh, in the urban uh, sector like what i'm mm-hmm. seeing is uh, out of the whole roti kapra makan thing the makan isn't so much of an aspiration or a goal anymore because uh, people would just rather rent ra- than you know take out a home loan and because real estate is already expensive it's incurred so yeah. so people just do the long term the long term math and they just see okay if asset prices aren't really going to increase to offset right. the cost of my emi and inflation and give me good returns at the end of 25 years Mm-hmm. the house doesn't really become an asset if you're just paying emi on it and the value is even stagnant like it becomes right. a liability to you right so so like people yeah. are just making the connection between like should i pay an emi or should i just pay rent and with paying rent you can always just quit and like move right so that's 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 a great point to bring up because here's the thing uh, people who rent are always moving around right that that's what happens with people who rent and the rents generally in cities like bombay and pune are lesser than what the emi would be of a house so yeah. for example you were to take a house on rent in andheri that's going to cost you about like 40000 if it's a 3 bhk or 50000 rupees for a 3 bhk but the emi on that would be more than a lakh yeah so i i think that also brings it up and plus like emis are not really great because you have to pay interest on it and as you said if the asset price is not going up and you're just paying emis and interest on it you're kind of losing it Yeah. but the other side to it is uh, there's only a finite amount of housing which is developed in a city even though there's a lot of it there's still finite and the rents don't match the cost of the house like there's a percentage where it should be at the return on your investment or your asset yeah is not equal to what the renters are paying yeah and that so, that's so can you give us big... like a figure of you know what rental yields are currently versus what a uh, house appreciation should be Dude, a house a house can cost 9 crores and the rent in bombay is around 1.5 to 2 lakhs on it that's really bad yeah, yeah right so if you if you put in 9 crores and you get 2 lakhs a month that's that's not worth it yeah so eventually what's going to happen is people who want to rent need to like start paying higher rents because otherwise this market is unsustainable in itself and this is just a temporary phase which is what i think where renters are getting really cheap rental places and they're really happy about it but i don't think this is going to last because you can't again like the maintenance of the house like you said it's a liability yeah. right like you have bills to pay yeah and if i purchase a house or if i own a house already and i'm giving it on rent and i'm not making money out of it or i'm almost like you know marginally making money then it makes no sense to even give it out on rent at that price like that andheri flat i was telling you about yeah. i'll give you a more better example so that flat i know for a fact costs about 3 and a half to 4 crores and the rent on it is about 40000 or 50000 and the maintenance of that flat is 30000 yeah yeah that's so that's, that's, that doesn't make yeah. logical sense for anyone to like even rent out yeah exactly flat, so yeah. It, the reason they are renting out is just to cover maintenance costs at this yeah. point otherwise the house is vacant and you're just paying maintenance on it right yeah. so that's why they're renting it out but uh, the maintenance will eventually go up and your rents need to go up so the rent yield in india is very low compared to any other country like compared to like a developing or a developed country and i think that needs that will eventually change too so it's not just the houses of uh, prices of houses which are increasing or which have increased over the time i think you'll see the market moving towards rent which it has but yeah. re- rent yield has to go up otherwise this is unsustainable but w- what about like uh, real estate prices themselves which have shot up so much over mm-hmm. the past few years do you think that rise in itself was backed by any logic or was that just a bubble and now like things are settling off right around the like upper end of the bubble like like what are your thoughts on that because like prices like triple and stuff and i don't think yeah, that yeah, would yeah. have been the logical rise in asset prices 
I don't think it's ever logical, right? Like you invest in the stock market. If you see a stock moving three x of what it is today, like you're not gonna like get into it because you're gonna be like, "Oh, something is definitely wrong here," right? Like that's that's pretty much how real estate worked. It it works on big corporations and big political parties and people in general who have a lot of money in these assets, and that's why it moves suddenly and it stops moving suddenly. There was a thing which uh, there was this nice news article after demonetization which said prices. in gujarat have shot up after demonetization because people yeah. had a lot of old notes which they wanted to give out yeah so, so builders just started yeah. charging more money for the flats and i i think the the boom you're talking about the 2000 boom and the 90s boom all of that happened and it was a bubble it it clearly was a bubble but again there are like a few conditions to that like land prices are still going up it's not just yeah. the flat prices apartment prices which have gone up land prices are still going up taxation on uh, property has increased yeah. the property tax in itself has increased in in places like mumbai and pune and all these tier 1 tier 2 cities so it's not like the government has ever tried to step in and say oh why has the price increased so much let's look at it or b said oh, if the prices have increased let's try to give a relief to the customers by reducing some kind of taxation or bringing in some kind of scheme but the government would... like but the government did the exact opposite when they slashed <laughs> gst to 5% and then you don't get any input tax credit which yeah, makes which no is, sense which, which you know the, the the worst part of it is because i think i already be had a conversation about this earlier where i told you i got calls from people yeah. in the night which told me abhi to flat ka price kam hoga no and the times of india article the next day the headlines was flat prices to be slashed yeah like how how are you what kind of logic is that because if i'm not getting input tax credit i'm obviously going to put that on the customer right yeah like where am i going to like if i'm paying 18% on cement i'm i'm losing out on a lot of more money than i was when it was 12% yeah and so that that math didn't work and what i thought they would do and what people were hoping they would do is they would do 5% with input tax credit so that would kind of give a boost to the real estate market yeah yeah, yeah. but and they yeah they, they went the complete opposite way yeah but they've done that a lot like if you go back and like even this year itself like um, i think the um, mcgm or i'm not sure who sorry no maharashtra state increased yeah. registration charges in uh, mumbai by 1% because of the metro work So yeah. if you go and you pay stamp duty on your purchase of property, you pay one percent more than what you were paying last year, which is again in crores because Mumbai property is yeah. really expensive. So they always do the opposite for real estate of what you want them to do. That that's how it's always been with the government. I I and there's a lot of vested interest too by the politicians themselves. So it's it's kind of confusing with what they are trying to get at. so i like what kind of a paradoxical situation are we in currently wherein uh, i remember reading somewhere that mumbai has an oversupply of apartments but at the same time the market is still like beyond screwed wherein you have yeah. oversupply and uh, at the same time like housing is also like really expensive and uh, like people don't find houses all that easily at least for renting so saying what is exactly going on here and what is well, okay. what is the number of uh, apartments that are in uh, you know excess okay so the know. number of apartments is sketchy because you know there are a lot of ways to look at it uh, the most statistics don't include the number of flats which are in resale or apartments which are in resale yeah so they'll just include the developers apartments which they tell which what the figures which have been told at least or seen uh, will last till 2025 or 2027 if i'm not okay. wrong Um, so we so, are, we are so that's at least like that's at least six years of supply given <laughs> yeah. current demand, and that's just the first end, right? Like that's just from the developer. Yeah. That's again, I'm not talking about like the flats in resale or the houses in because there's no way to calculate that, right? Like yeah. tomorrow you might get up and say, "Make up, now flat beach there," and yesterday you weren't. So there's there's no way to calculate that number. Yeah. There's never going to be a statistic on that, but that itself is very very surprising that that's the amount of apartments and houses that we have built in the city in the Mumbai metropolitan region, which is the MMR. And the other thing is, oh, as you were talking about the renters not trying, not able to find houses. The thing with that is because societies are really, really, you know, prejudiced towards like families and no pets and stuff like that. Yeah. I I think that's one of the reasons, but that's not something like in the West it works. much more nicely i like the markets in the west because they're more simplified as a builder you come in you develop a property and you rent it out 
Okay, yes, you rent so, it out to tenants, and so you can become the builder, landlord. So as a builder, you directly rent out. Now there's no place like there's no person who will have to first buy it from you and yeah. then rent out. You just build yeah. and you rent it out. Correct, because yeah. I mean the land cost is really low. The construction cost is lesser. I mean it's probably the same because you have to do quality control there. Yeah, and it's just it's more easier to get money. and people pay the money to you it's there's no like jhol involved there's nothing there's just straight money coming to your bank account over here the problem is if a builder does that the idea of it just falls on your face because he's paying interest because no builder has the amount of money he yeah. tells you he does right yeah. like it's all borrowed capital yeah yeah and he's paying interest on that so if and the rent yield is so low that it again as i told you earlier like it won't add yeah. up it, it would yeah. make sense for the builder to rent it out himself yeah so so that's plus the there's also that's i think there's a, also a lot of red tape and like bureaucracy and corruption involved in real estate in the first place so these are i'm guessing these are like hidden costs which you know can't really show up on uh, like your pricing sheet or like your pricing calculation they just have to be in all in cash and like somehow like you have to make provisions for them off the books Right so I I'll tell you a good example of this uh, there's this really big builder in Mumbai and uh, he decided that he can't show you know like all the corrupted shit which is happening in his uh, he built like an illegal floor or something like that yeah and he had to pay off the BMC MCGM people and uh, eventually what he did he just started charging people for parking in cash like yeah. the customers and the parking was off the books and that time there was a rule by the supreme court that you can't sell parking yeah okay and he was selling parking in cash and he was giving a receipt of it you know on like a plain piece of paper like yeah. it said receipt and it said but and one guy decided you know he lost his shit he's like i'm going to go to the court and he won the case and he that dude had to refund all the money and yeah. he got caught by the income tax and all the other seven things which went wrong went wrong with him yeah. so it's it's never that easy to do uh, all this all in the in the corruption i mean like with the bmc and all that but it happens like there was a statistic which said like more than 60% of bombay buildings are uh there's something illegal or irregular Six, about 60%. them 60% yes 60% okay that's a huge number yeah illegal or irregular which could mean like you know they're like almost uh, old and they need to be demolished that yeah. that statistic includes that but yeah 60% more than 60% so uh, why why is it like this like what so like can you give us a brief history of you know where from where did the whole uh, you know corruption between uh, because see real estate still even after rera is kind of viewed sketchy because you know builders mm-hmm. are viewed as like these bad guys who are in bed with politicians and mm-hmm. who are corrupt and you know they are just like giving money to the municipality and it's a whole bad kind of image out there and also the fact that you know builders aren't really all that trusted in in yeah. India. i don't think like the image of builders isn't all that good even no, say I... for a lodha or something lodha is so big that he doesn't give a shit about one customer filing one complaint but right and that still you know uh, helps with the image of oh he's the bad guy anyway like he'll get away with anything yeah so um Loda recently had that viral video going out where the walls were not done yeah. properly and yeah so you saw that yeah. and that that kind of makes the builder more accountable even though i don't think rera specifically helped in that uh, yeah but like then general. loda fi- filed a case against the customer themselves so like that's just perpetuating their images oh they are the big bad guys they are untouchable yeah which i think is just ridiculous right like you could have just admitted to the fact that the wall as clearly shown in the video is breaking yeah. and which really shouldn't be happening as far as at least i know i mean if i had an apartment in that building i'd be really pissed off too so i i can see uh, why people are pissed off at builders and why they think builders are the big bad guys but as always that's not always the case with like every builder yeah um not trying to fix their image i i i know a lot of builders who are complete assholes and they have done ridiculous things but there are some nice guys out there and i always believe um, that the smaller guys are always nicer because they are accountable yeah. and uh, that's that's the good thing with dealing with a small builder is when he tells you he has clout like you have to like you can tell him who's boss because at the end of the day he depends on repeat customers and since the market is not doing well that kind of gives you an advantage over the builder in that sense at least in this market specifically but again telling me like a lot of people tell me that oh rera really helped it did not 
because rera means if you have a problem with the builder you go and file a case in yeah. the rera stuff but at the end of the day it's still going the legal way and it might be a dispute about cash right yeah. like let's just face it a lot of builders deal in cash yeah, with yeah. the customers right yeah. that's one of the places where people park their money it's real estate so what do you do if you've paid cash and the builder just refuses to give you possession do yeah, you go to rera and you tell them like ha yeah. call me like this is my pan number he took cash from me like what the fuck are you going to do then so yeah. that that's one of the reasons why i think dealing with smaller guys and smaller developers is just much more better buying apartments which are not very fancy and not putting all the money you have in them and just stuff like that i i i think there's a lot of uh, there's a lack of education in that sense where people just get impressed by developers and their projects like one of my relatives told me the reason why he invested in a builders project is because that developer had a rolls royce okay that okay is, and that that's and yeah. karina kapoor was the brand ambassador for yeah. the project but yeah. but and here's the thing okay this dude fucked off to dubai this happened last year <laughs> okay I'm so this is a true story this is like two from your yeah, yeah, family yeah. Dude, yeah this is my this is my blood yeah. and that's my problem right like i know people very well who do this and this guy is really smart like he's yeah. he's been a nice smart investor throughout his life made a lot of money decided iske paas rolls royce isko paisa dena safe hai kyunki uske paas sorry ek nahi do rolls royce hai okay to obviously paisa safe rahega it's it's that it's so much of that that people aren't educated about the about the places they are buying property at which is really surprising because and i don't understand this about indians in general i'm not trying to stereotype them but just saying like if you go to the vegetable vendor also no people there are bargaining yeah, right yeah. and they they'll find out what the best but when they're buying property they just get impressed by stupid things like a clubhouse yeah but you're paying maintenance for that no yeah the builder is not giving it to you for free he's charging you for it yeah so is if it's not of practical use stop getting impressed with stupid amenities that you don't use like a yoga center and just buy an apartment which is more practical for you yeah so uh, what do you think like where the where is the market currently right now say for someone who's just starting out their career and looking for a house is it better to you know buy a house or rent a house for say someone uh, who's around like 27 28 about to start a family or something and who has mm-hmm. a decent paying job can probably afford uh, the EMI on it as well and mm-hmm. uh, they're just starting with their life so so would it be better to buy or rent currently okay so various moving factors but mostly rent will win uh, but the other moving factors to it would involve a where's your work location and how far would you commute if you could afford to buy an apartment like for example if i can afford to buy an apartment in kandivli sorry bombay examples but yeah, if i can fine. afford to buy a house in kandivli and work in bkc that's going to be a terrible commute and i shouldn't do that yeah i should make enough money to move closer to my work or wherever i think is a good area right like a centralized area yeah um if you can afford to rent that's great you should rent but if you can afford to buy i still think it's it's i mean i may be biased a little bit but i think it's a good time to invest in tier 2 cities if you are in tier 2 right now as a person and you're living there and that's where you see yourself say 10 years from now 15 years from now you don't want to move a lot of people who don't want to move out of the cities they they tied to their home or whatever yeah i think it's a great time to put in money in tier 2 cities and so tier 2 uh, would be something like nagpur in maharashtra or like what is sure. for example pune is technically tier 2 even okay. though i consider it tier 1 the government defines it as tier 2 yeah uh it's that is tier 2 i think putting money in nagpur is a good idea i think putting money in places in gujarat like surat and amdavad and all those places are a nice idea hyderabad is now tier 1 apparently but that's still a good idea uh, there are there are certain cities which will eventually make you enough money from that asset because the renters there will increase like there are a lot of people renting in pune and the property is affordable it's not going yeah. to you're not going to make a loss is my point yeah and if you have the money uh like if you have excess money after investing everywhere that's my advice uh then then you go for property that's that's what i would do but i don't think for somebody who's just looking in the market just got a job been like 3 years since they have a job should go and buy an apartment right now i don't think they should do that okay. i don't think they should ever do that and that's one of the reasons why the property market is falling right like you have these people who can't afford to buy it or yeah. just don't want to buy it right yeah because they want the flexibility and the freedom of you know moving cities and stuff because they don't know if they'll right. be at the same city 
like 10 years yeah. in leader yeah because corporate jobs they could move them somewhere else right like they could move them to another country at this point so you yeah. you never know and that's i that's what i told uh, a lot of people when i entered the market i'm like 7 years ago i was like this is the change which will happen and i i spoke to really big builders and they laughed at me so yeah. that was nice and now that i'm right even though i'm kind of suffering because i'm in the same group but like at least i saw it coming <laughs> yeah. there was nothing i could do about it but at least i knew that bus was coming my way so uh, what do you think of all of these you know fancy like high end real estate projects developing especially in uh, south bombay even bkc and mm-hmm. like even place like pune now has pune now has a trump tower apparently wow so yeah, yeah that's always like, a good idea and uh, like even in pune i'm seeing a lot of you know new high end luxury real estate apartments coming to the market and apparently it seems like they're doing good sales mm-hmm. but i'm not sure like what what is the what is the inside picture like because if if normal people can't really buy houses anyway and if luxury real estate caters to an even smaller segment then i don't really understand how that side of the market is you know kind of currently booming right now whereas other like affordable like this is not even affordable housing just normal priced housing isn't really doing all that well so i mean uh, it's it's really odd that you bring this up because i was talking about this to somebody in a meeting and i was telling them how uh and all these opinions are personal right like yeah, i'm yeah. i'm sure that obviously the to, name yeah. of this thing is need for speech it's all our right, opinions right. no i'm just i'm just clarifying like if somebody like tells me like oh we bought a property in loda and you told me the world i'm not telling you anything yeah. like, do not consider this as real estate and uh, advice yeah yeah just get a broker somewhere yeah. like don't, don't even bother <laughs> So uh I think luxury housing is stupid uh and I'll tell you why is because it people don't have money in India we are not a rich country let's just facts like yeah. complete yeah, basic yeah. facts here right we are not a rich country even if when people the 1% whatever you call it is rich they are not rich enough yeah to buy like 40 crore houses and then pay like 40 lakh maintenance a year on it it does not make viable sense to buy a luxury apartment so called luxury i mean first of all the definition of luxury apartment is different in every city right yeah it's not on the square footage like some people say that day somebody told me there's a 2 bhk which is a luxurious apartment and i was like how can a 2 bhk be luxury like it it's not right yeah. like that's basic necessity then yeah and that person told me because it had a swimming pool attached oh, on okay. like on every floor and i was like but wouldn't you rather have another bedroom yeah like but that's not luxury i'm like but sleeping is like is it is it yeah yeah so you can sleep in the swimming pool and like yeah, you, given bombay weather i'm i'm not sure like you would go for a swim no but who's going to maintain the swimming pool yeah, yeah. i mean it's going to cost you money to do all this this is the problem when people see fancy things like that's that's why people buy fancy german cars and then they realize it's the same thing they realize every service of a mercedes benz is going to cost them 1 and 1/2 to 2 lakhs and then they end up selling it yeah because they can't afford it okay <laughs> so what they do with luxury properties they try to rent it and again go back to the same story where rent yield is so low that you will literally not even make your maintenance or just about make your maintenance yeah. and then you will feel happy and smart as a person because you think you've done a great thing but you haven't because it's it's a bad investment to make in a country like india it's that simple unless you have like 50000 crores and you have nothing to worry about then you can go make your own house right like some people do but buying an apartment as like my way of telling you like so 20 crores is luxury right 20 crores in bombay yeah right yeah because i mean yeah like 10 crores is like a basic 4 bhk flat <laughs> yeah. so 20 crores is a luxurious flat and the square footage of it doesn't matter what matters is the other things the other amenities which i have four parkings right i have five parkings or i have like a concierge service yeah. but as a society when the builder leaves he sells all the flats and he leaves you pay that you yeah. pay for that and yeah. you will see you realize this in most societies which have like four elevators only two of them operate yeah right yeah. like why does that happen it's it's because they can't afford like operating four elevators otherwise the maintenance is going to shoot up Yeah. Elevators are really expensive to maintain. Yeah. Like a like a annual service contract for the, uh, for an automatic elevator is super expensive. So you have to realize what suits you 
and i think that's what people should go for like most people can afford a basic apartment i think they should stick with that and figure out how much the maintenance is because i th- still think that's the most pressure pressing issue to anybody who's buying a house or who wants to buy a house is how much is the maintenance because it doesn't matter how much the house costs eventually you're going to pay it off by emi so you can just pay it up front yeah. but that every month is going to increase by at least 10% every year yeah right yeah so you have to look at that so yeah i think that's more important to look at but uh, luxury housing like you said it started in pune it's also started in ahmedabad i i saw somebody trying to sell the 25 crore apartment in ahmedabad so i don't think luxury apartments in bombay are basically at Swimming pool, BKC, and like and Lodha One World Center. No, there's do there's luxury apartments being built in Khar. There's luxury apartments being built in uh, ter- ter- terrible places like Kandivili and Borivili also because oh Goregaon like the Ubroi properties right? Yeah, they're considered luxurious. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Pawai has some like I mean no offense to people from Pawai but Pawai has some huge ass properties which are considered super luxurious, but those areas are not. Like if you're rich, I'm sorry, but you're not trying to live in Borivali. Then yeah, so yeah, exactly that. That doesn't really make sense because uh, if if you are already rich and if you are that kind of a buyer, you would rather live in South Bombay or even like say BKC. Like you won't go northern than BKC. I don't think you'll do that. No, so yeah, BKC again. The reason why it's working. See, like if specifically we're talking about BKC, my only rant rant about it is it's MMRDA property. All of it is MMRDA land. It's on lease. Yeah. Okay. and that lease will get renewed and that lease once it gets renewed the property tax on it is going to property charges on it are going to go up the yeah. lease receipt which you get right now for land owners and flat owners they all have to pay right like that's a part of the maintenance is because the lease is from mara yeah. they don't own the building but they own the land so they charge you this particular yearly amount which is going to increase soon i think the i i think it was 30 years when they started it's going to be renewed for another 30 years and that's going to be jacked up Yeah. So BKC is like any property in Bombay specifically, which is through lease. I think you should stay away from completely. I don't think that's a good idea. And as far as luxury apartments go, I really don't think they are a good idea for somebody who's making a normal amount of money. Like again, no, I'm not saying know, normal you... amount of money, not necessarily normal amount, but I just wanted to learn about. No, why are luxury apartments on the rise? Because that's what I'm seeing around. I don't around think they're on the rise. I I don't think they're on the rise. I think builders are trying anything they can to make the market work, and these are just experimental phases that the market okay, so, is going through. So basically, what you kind of want to say here is, since the market is sort of in a limbo, it's right. like it's it's illiquid, and the worst thing a market can be is illiquid because once it's frozen, you are basically stuck. Like right. prices going up is fine. You have liquidity. Prices going down is fine. You have liquidity. so right. like because builders are kind of stuck in a rut they are trying to you know do anything they can to get things kick started and they think that luxury could be a good sector is that what you mean yeah i think okay. what they think is so there are there is no mid ground anymore in this market from what i understand there's either a super luxurious 4 bhk or an affordable 1 bhk or a 2 yeah. bhk that, that is my yeah. next point and you uh-huh. brought that up uh, like affordable housing so uh, in like uh, given current like india investment themes and all of these right. ideas the uh-huh. name affordable housing the sector of affordable housing keeps popping up quite frequently and yeah, uh, it's it said that uh, because of the of government incentives and everything uh, yeah. it could be a good avenue good enough avenue to put your money in say in like tier 2 cities say outskirts of surat as you mentioned right or mm-hmm. outskirts of pune even so mm-hmm. so uh, what is the situation currently with affordable housing given that a at least in urban areas they are way far off from workplaces and you know, yeah. city centers so distance yeah. is always going to be a thing even if the price is less or even if it's yeah. affordable so so just an, do you have like an overview on uh, that situation currently uh, i don't have an overview i have an opinion okay no. yeah right. whatever for sure <laughs> yeah no but so they reduce this i can't define affordable housing anymore because they keep changing the definition of it every 6 months as yeah. as and when pleased by them so uh, right now it's under particular carpet that's what is defined as uh, affordable housing and then if it's affordable housing you pay less gst on it yeah. right i don't want to say numbers because then i'll be wrong and then i don't want to be wrong so anyway affordable housing is this basically started happening when the uh, 
our great prime minister come, came into power and decided that he wants housing for all in 2022 by 2022 everybody should own a house yeah which i mean i don't think is going to happen but that's just me um affordable housing is built now not only on the outskirts it's also built in the city and that's the exact opposite of luxury there's there's like a affordable housing scheme going on in andheri west which is not that bad of an area yeah and uh, i mean i'm not really sure if the builder is nice but like it's happening and the problem with that is there is so much jhol involved in constructing an affordable house building yeah because to keep the carpet below that is just ridiculous okay so if you keep carpet say let's say it's 1000 square feet i don't know if it is but let's assume it's 1000 square feet or under is considered affordable housing if my architect tells me it's going to be 1005 then it's not yeah. right it's that simple that's where they drew the line yeah now the problem is what most builders do is they call it affordable housing they take that gst advantage they take that registration charges and stamp duty advantage and the extra area ka they take in cash Is that okay. and like and they also bribe the uh, uh, like municipality okay, so officials probably every, because it's illegal. Everybody who has done anything illegal has bribed the MCGM or the BMC at a point. Sometimes they get caught and it has to be demolished because the officer changed or he just got pissed off that he got less money. Yeah. But everybody has always bribed to the BMC. Specifically in Bombay, you cannot get anything done. you will not get anything done i had a friend who built like a six storied building one flat on each floor 3 bhk apartment yeah. uh really small building the bmc guy uh, i don't even remember like santa cruz west so not like a great area but like a good area yeah bmc guy comes and says 1 crore rupya okay. and he's just like 1 crore rupya for what and he's like for, he's like everything is legal he's like so how does that matter these are like this is real this happens so when when it's tainted to the fact that you know builder is always the bad guy it's because he has no option like at a point the reason somebody told me like why do you think builders they cash i'm like why don't you ask the municipality that oh so okay so uh now i kind of you know understand the whole uh, situation so, rather clearly i mean that just like, even if yeah. you do everything legally the municipality won't give yeah. you their completion certificate and whatever like approvals they have to give because they the It's corruption is corruption item. is yeah. so like ingrained into the whole bureaucracy right now yeah. in real estate that like everyone just wants a piece of the pie and if 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 the municipality guy is saying no i want money and as your friend mm-hmm. like even if your friend did everything illegally i'm i'm sure he must also wonder at the end of the day that even if i do everything illegally this guy is going to rip me off anyway Yeah. and i need to bribe him so like yeah. why do i need to go through the hassle of keeping everything legal because i'm sure right. like keeping it legal is more of a hassle than doing it the legal way right obviously it yeah. is like you have to understand when i do things like when somebody does something illegally right like they could do a lot of things in a building which is illegal they could reduce the uh, number of fire exits or that's just basic stuff like that's very small like less sprinklers less extinguishers blah yeah. blah blah they could make the staircase smaller which again doesn't matter to the flat owners but is a legal issue they could add more floors then that's where we start getting to the problem they could uh, not have the appropriate sizes for certain things like the flat could be bigger than what's shown to the bmc that's very illegal you can't do that and so builders do all this to make more money it's that simple right like they do it because they want money yeah obviously and Now, at the end yeah. of the day the, the guy is also Like an overhead cost to them, right? Like the guy they are paying to the the corrupt yeah. official, they are yeah. just going to consider that overhead while plan in the planning stage itself. I'm yeah, guessing. yeah. So I've seen I've seen quotations and estimates from builders like you know who offer me projects because they can't complete it. They'll give me this like sheet of paper with their letterhead and which will say red tape and just like yeah. an amount. And I'm like, okay. So I'll give you an example of like my personal stuff. Like I, I we don't do illegal stuff. We don't even have like illegal balconies or like windows yeah. where there shouldn't be nothing, right? Like plain simple buildings, and uh, it's still really difficult to get your file passed if you don't want to pay. Yeah, it's so, difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so that's where the and, temptation and the, for the builder to just you know say like screw it if this guy is going to make money off me anyway. I also want to make money. I don't want the hassle of you know begging for him to pass. So it's yeah. illegal. Eh? Like, what do you want? He's like, no. Eh? Like, people reach a breaking point at some stage. 
obviously and that that in that this industry is reached that point way back in the 70s and the 80s itself right like yeah. that's happened way back so now this is just like you know, this is just going on this is a flow which will not stop because see if you look at it if i don't as a builder x builder doesn't charge you cash how is he paying the municipality like how is he paying a lot of people like the police will come and tell him like ये लेबर ने हेलमेट नहीं पहना है इसका पंद्रह सौ रुपया लगेगा और फिर बोलेगा पांच हजार रुपया और दो क्योंकि ये बम्बू इधर पड़ा है एंड ओवर कॉस्ट ऑफ दैट डे विजिट ऑफ द पुलिस विल बी लाइक अ लैक बिकॉज ही फाइंड लाइक एटी थिंग्स रॉन्ग विद एंड दीज थिंग्स हैव टू कम थ्रू समबडी लाइक इट दस जेनरेशन ऑफ मनी हैपनिंग एट सम पॉइंट एंड इट्स बींग लाइक पेड ऑफ टू पीपल इट्स वेरी सिंपल बट द प्रॉब्लम इज सिंस द बिल्डर इज द फेस द कस्टमर थिंग्स द बिल्डर इज द एस and since yeah. the government will always tell you the builder is the asshole like the government will never say like there's municipality now will not tell you if you go in and ask them if this project is legal or not they will say we have approved it but that doesn't mean you can tell us if something goes wrong wow so so uh, yeah man like it's a yeah. bureaucracy so like imagine right now, yeah, so imagine if i like, have to wait for a completion certificate <laughs> Okay, I waited for six months, and I got this completion certificate for my building. And then the customer is like, you know, just like a guy, like I would, like he's just paranoid. He goes to the municipality, and he goes like, "Yeah, building legal hai." Municipality is like, "See, bro, we have checked it. We have gone on site. We have seen it. We think it's legal, but if something happens, you can't blame us. You can't even tell us like anything." So, so I'm like, this is akin to what the rating agencies are like. This is the equivalent of the rating agencies in the stock market. They'll just yeah, like triple, like rate everything triple. Huh. Okay, as long as it's fine. Like, कर दिया अभी हाँ अभी देखो तुम जाके तुमको लेने गए तो लो सीधा. They don't have any skin in the game to you know be which is so stupid. Be honest, they. And when lives are lost, when that foot yes. overbridge fell down like yeah. two weeks ago. in yeah. bombay I, like yeah. nobody claims responsibility right because the railways are like no this is under the municipality thing municipality is like no we approved it this is the builder's fault and the builder is like what like it was approved there, by the municipality there's so much there's so in public infrastructure if you go there's so much messy stuff happening there was a report recently which said uh if you are blacklisted by the bmc here's how to get in back to the action game it basically said the wife of the person who's blacklisted opens yes. a company and bmc gives her the contract is that simple the audit of those bridges which was supposed to happen in bombay yeah happened through an agency okay like they gave it they outsourced it yeah this agency so called is a house it's a 1 bhk apartment in chakal or andheri somewhere it, that dude does not even have an office he's okay, been outsourced yeah, all the work to check bridges in bombay Yeah, like imagine front, the contract it's a, value. It's basically a front for yeah. some shady shit, yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember what Campicola, like that building in uh, Bombay? Uh, I kind of, sort of have an idea. I was too young to like know about it, but I sort of have an idea. Yeah. Okay. So, illegal made building in various ways. Shady builder ran away to Dubai, I think. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And BMC is involved majorly in this. And there's a court case where they have to vacate the flats, all the people, and they are like, why should we? Uh, vacate the flats because we have bought it, and now it's BMC's responsibility to fix all the illegal things. And BMC is like, it's not even our responsibility to pass the building, bro. Like that's a statement they have made in court. They are like, when we pass a building, we are not saying that it's okay to live in. We are saying we have seen it. So, oh, okay. So they don't really check the legality of. <laughs> no, they and, do. And, and BMC got they won't take responsibility. That's this. the difference. Did yeah, obviously they. Oh yeah, God! Obviously they did, dude. Like it's it's the richest municipality in Asia. What are you gonna do? So so like, like from the last what forty five odd minutes, forty odd minutes of the conversation, mm-hmm. all we've basically learnt is and it's that like most of the faults that are wrong with real estate currently are either because of a government policies or b because of government just the way government functions in this country. Yeah, I would say that, and I think it's it's really uh, weird because again, like the politicians personally are very vested in real estate. All of them, all yeah. of them. Yeah. I know of politicians who have got free houses because they got some goon to empty land somewhere in Bandra, and then that dude got a free house. Like that's it's just basic stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when you're vested and your government is not it's kind of weird and when you make specific policies to hurt the industry 
Yeah. I think that's just absurd. And I think you there could be so much things so many things you could do better with things like Rara and GSD. I think they're great ideas, but I think the execution of them was so bad. And everybody I, I keeps the, I think the execution is bad partly because like whatever is decided in Delhi doesn't really get implemented even in say nagpur for example because oh, in maharashtra because it's like, a state you, yeah yeah not nagpur yeah. like that would be a wrong example here but anyway let's BJP. just let's just say in in say bangalore or in kerala in kerala like, that's yeah. the best example everybody uses when they want to say anti bjp thing like kerala <laughs> but dekho unhone nahi kiya yeah. nahi but i i'll tell you this okay like uh, when rera came and everybody thought oh builders will now get fucked ڈن when rera comes in and when you say builder has accountability the one of the, the ways it works is uh, everything is displayed on the website blah 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 you know all of this i would assume right like there's there's a portal where you can go to you, there's a rera number you type that in and you see the builder's project and you see how much work it's been done and you see like the documentation of the builder and all of that but here's the problem um that website never works a that's always the problem <laughs> B the other problem is if I'm doing anything less than um, seven flats in a in a building I don't have that law applicable to me like where so did it, this seven number come from just I don't know it's taken out of a hat yeah just like BJP like seven so they were like seven flats and this is in most states I don't know if it's in all because again it's a state thing and I know about two three states but seven is that number where they are like if you have more than seven flats in your building or there's a a particular land size that if you're doing above that then rera applies to you otherwise it does not so okay. if like for t- today i'm making a project which is five floors it's five story there's five apartments it's basic very small apartment building yeah. and i don't have rera what yeah, are you going to do it's not like yeah. applicable to you but yeah. yeah and that doesn't really solve anything for like, yeah, it anyone. doesn't it's it's great that you are doing everything by the book but if someone no, but was no, out there to just, just fleece people and just they were out there to scam people Yeah. like the customer does this is the loophole yeah, yeah this is your loophole yeah also the other loophole is uh, if you're doing like a uh, you know like those projects which are phase wise like a tar project like a b c d yeah. you have to register rera for every pro- every tar you do okay and most of those photos which people see on the website like tower 2 ka kaam chalu hai dekho it's tower a ka kaam this by the way it's never tower 2 ka kaam <laughs> okay. tower 2 is still like not even like started work but rera people who Uh, these people upload stuff on the website it's not verified okay yeah right like it's not verified i can upload photos it's not necessarily gets verified not necessary the red officer checks it properly and then not necessary that the builder gets in trouble it's a great thing it's a great law but i think they could do so much more with it like there was this thing again with rera that uh, every broker you have for your project needs to be rera registered yeah yeah right yeah i know about that dude if somebody tries to sell my flat and he's not rera registered i'm screwed like do you realize what a upper hand the broker has in case he yeah. just wants to fuck around with me yeah like this is just wrong these things are just weird like why is broker responsible for the promises a builder is making If also, I don't put like Italian Rera marble, has uh, like random, like n- not random, but just weird stuff on like you have to give uh, like say X years of warranty on everything yeah. that you cover, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this X amount of years which you have to cover, and those, those, this that's not, not possible because like say for example, switches come with your like ten year warranty, okay? And if Rera tells me I have to cover the building for fifteen years, switches obviously are a part of it. Yeah, and the switch company is like fuck off after ten years. They are like we don't care. You replace it with your money. Why am I spending money on like a fifteen-year-old project that I did? That's yeah. absurd, right? Like there, there is a certain amount of warranty which is obviously required for a product, 
I wouldn't say it's one year because it's a high value item. I think five to ten years is a great time of warranty. I don't think that's bad. And because most of the buildings you will see a problem with in ten years, and if they're built well, you'll see a problem after thirty years. There's no in between. Like if they are not made well, you'll see it in the first five years. Otherwise, you'll see it thirty years plus. Like good buildings last for thirty years, even now. So yeah, so this so real estate is like since real estate is a really really like long term game, and mm-hmm. like as you said, there are still like fifty sixty year old buildings which are need like in dire need. There are there of, are two hundred year old buildings, like hundred forty year old buildings. No, that's all normal. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm hoping those are well maintained, like according no, to all laws. No, they they have bamboos on the side of the columns so that the building is supported. Otherwise, <laughs> that building will fall. I'm not joking. People are living in it. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it just there are humans. Like, it just seems like funny to me because real estate is a long term game anyway. And if if like yeah, even recently in Pune there was. There's always some news of some wada, some part of some wada collapsing in the yeah. city, and it's just like it makes no sense. Like, why wouldn't you? If it's a historical, like, if it's yeah. an historically important building, you would rather spend money on up, like, keeping up, right? Yeah, and then somebody will come and write Sonia loves like Rahul, like, <laughs> it's in the hearts. It's very nice. No, but dude, like, you can't. Uh, so. Like this is a longer conversation about rent control when it came in when the Congress was involved in it, and they brought this act which was essentially stopping people from increasing rent on their properties, which is very simplifiedly called rent control act. Yeah, and this was very much like a lot of people got screwed over this act, and people in South Bombay are still paying like most of them live on lease, yeah. right? Like perpetual rent control lease, two hundred rupees, three hundred rupees, man, like a year. Yeah. yeah. And when they want to sell, they give like twenty to forty percent to the guy who owns the flat, and the rest they walk out with. So this they are never moving. Like they are paying ninety-four rupees to stay there. Why are they moving? Yeah, they won't. Yeah, and they can't. They shouldn't even be maintaining it, right? It's the landlord's problem. So the landlord can't maintain it for ninety-four rupees a month. Yeah. And if he can't maintain it, they goes to court against him, and then that guy gets screwed. Like it's a Dude, whole it's, hassle. All that I've learned in the past, like forty-five, whatever, how long, however long policies. this has been going, it's is just that policies. all of all of real estate boils down to government policies and implementations of those policies. So yeah, yeah, yeah thanks a lot for just like this is an eye opener for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're welcome. Yeah, I I hope people listen to it though and like try to understand like where not all builders are bad and blah 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 all of that we've discussed. I think it's important for people to know. So, uh, Jayesh, thanks a lot for uh, you know talking about all of this real estate on the show because as someone who is into stock markets and you know I'm fascinated by all sorts of industries, I've never really been able to wrap my head around uh, just the Indian real estate scene. So. Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot for you know uh, telling trying us to all help this. you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I. I still yeah. don't fully understand it, but I don't thanks. think I do either. Dude. I don't <laughs> think anybody does. I don't think even Loda does. Like I think it's just it's not happening. It's very complicated. <laughs> but but yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. It's great. Anyways. It was great, you being. Yeah, it was great being here, man. Thank you so much. <laughs>